Desmond Tutu, a black South African who grew up under apartheid, insisted that, without forgiveness, there is no future for South Africa. He rejected the Nuremberg Trials model that was used in post-Nazi Germany in dealing with war crimes. That approach would have required a full trial and punishment for all accused of violent crimes under the apartheid regime. Instead, Tutu devised a plan that offered amnesty and forgiveness for any perpetrators of violence, black or white, who would come forward and publicly confess the full truth of what they had done during certain prescribed years. While there were no civil penalties for confessors, the light of truth and knowledge made it possible for their society to move forward. There were natural consequences, moral and social, for the perpetrators. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission created opportunities for personal forgiveness to be extended and relationships to be restored. Bishop Tutu argued that the alternative to forgiveness in South Africa would have been the cycle of violence seen in the Balkans after the breakup of Yugoslavia. When Desmond Tutu died the last week of 2021, I wrote this on Twitter. Many argue forgiveness culture helps abusers escape accountability. Desmond Tutu argued that without forgiveness, abusers hold us in thrall, that it was possible to pursue both forgiveness and justice at once. He rejected the Nuremberg trial model for truth and reconciliation. The response, as I expected, was mixed. Many survivors of abuse warned that the requirement of forgiveness had been used against victims, imploring them to move on, get over it, and forgive. Some responders saw this as a strategy for institutions and abusers to avoid accountability. And yet, most of these same voices could not deny the accomplishment of Desmond Tutu's commission. One person responded to the tweet, Asking people to forgive and move on helps abusers escape responsibility, but then added, I know Rev Tutu did an amazing job and showed and taught true grace. Others said that Tutu's model might modify our current council culture. Michael Dyson admitted that today his call for forgiveness might seem quaint, hokey, or downright irrelevant, including most social justice advocates, but he urged all to pay attention to it nonetheless. The Fading of Forgiveness The contradictory responses to Tutu's work upon his death serve as a microcosm of our own society's conflicted attitude toward forgiveness. In June 2020, Elizabeth Bruning of the New York Times tweeted, There's just something unsustainable about an environment that demands constant atonement but actively disdains the very idea of forgiveness. She was quickly inundated with upset emails and soon deleted what she had written out of concern for the distress she had caused. In an interview, however, she explained that we have a culture marked by an outraged sense of justice and the desire to make people atone for sins. I see in American culture how offended people seem by the very idea of forgiveness itself. They seem to find it immoral, and I think that is very disturbing. Many are finding the concept of forgiveness increasingly problematic. After the 2014 deaths of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, and Eric Garner in New York City, a new movement for racial justice emerged, originally embodied by a new network called Black Lives Matter, 
But after George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis in May of 2020, the calls for changes to the systemic racism in Western societies burst the banks of any one organization. Tens of millions of people took to the streets around the world to call for change. This new movement sounded different notes than did the civil rights movement of the 60s. This ain't your grandparents' civil rights movement, said rapper Tef Poe. He argued that it would be much angrier. Our cultural problem with forgiveness is not confined to matters of race. The hashtag MeToo movement also struggles with the call to forgive. Many women ask, doesn't forgiving perpetrators only encourage abuse? The social media world also seems to be a realm in which missteps and wrongful posts are never forgiven. Instead, screenshots of every foolish word you have ever said online can be circulated in perpetuity. Even after TV personality Whoopi Goldberg apologized for offensive remarks about the Holocaust, she was still suspended and punished. Jewish writer Nathan Hirsch found this lack of forgiveness troubling. He found Goldberg's remarks anti-Semitic and offensive, but he cited the Jewish and biblical tradition of forgiving the person who repents. He expressed concern that the culture's need to cancel even those who were willing to change would not serve to diminish bigotry. It might fuel it.